Kaya Biz with Kukuletz on 4P on Kaya FM 95.9. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. It's exactly quarter to seven Afropolitans, and in times such as these, I think many of us have all shared one common experience. Despite the lockdown and, of course, the uh, working from home phenomenon that many of us have had to implement in our lives, one thing that we've also had to have a very realistic outlook on has been our finances. Whether you are fortunate enough to be in a position where you have access funds available or if you were in a tough position where you actually have to readdress your funds and actually um, uh, quantify the lack that you might have. Now more than ever, we've definitely seen that it's important to prepare for the unexpected, especially the impact that it might have on your long-term financial goals. So building emergency reserves and having an emergency savings fund has proven to be quite critical, especially in the times that we're living in. But how do you build one? How do you make sure that it aligns with your investment strategy? And most importantly, how do you save for emergency funds when you still need to live day by day? Well, to help us uh, through this uh, very complex theme, and of course we want to get you involved here too, Afropolitans, we're going to liaise with uh, Noluyolo Betela. She's a client relationship manager at Alan Gray. Sis Noluyolo, a warm welcome and thank you for joining us. Good evening, Sis Kubu. Thanks for having me. It's great to speak to you and it's a very, very critical conversation that we are having this evening. Uh, And I guess for many, they would ask the question, why is an emergency fund essential, especially for long-term investors? It's important, particularly during this time and for people who've got a long-term horizon, because having one in place means that you're actually protecting yourself from yourself. So in other words, should you have a geezer birthday and you have an emergency fund, you could easily tap into your emergency fund as opposed to withdrawing from an investment that's intended for your child's education. So in other words, I see it protecting yourself from yourself where your long-term investments are concerned. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, protecting yourself from yourself. But I think we also need to add in a caveat as to what actually makes up emergency funds, right? For some, we might think quick access to a credit card might be emergency funds, that 32-day account. What, what kind of products or savings tools actually uh, um, make up an emergency savings fund? Absolutely. So ideally, you're looking for something that provides you with liquidity. So being able to access this when an emergency arrives, because by definition, an emergency is something that is not favorable. It's got a sense of urgency. Uh, And so while 30 days notices, amongst others, give us the benefit of being able to access some of those funds, uh, but you want something that proves more practical when you need to access that. And another thing is this is almost like your net est in the sense that you want to preserve it so it's cash that you're not wanting to expose necessarily to too much volatility so things such as money market fund instruments that gives you the benefit of preserving your capital and also which proved to be as seamless when it comes to making access of withdrawing those funds makes a lot of sense so if i wanted to have access to an emergency fund i wouldn't put that money into a unit trust would that be correct uh, not necessarily, Google, because a unit trust, by its design, it still gives you the flexibility to access your funds. And within a unit trust, being the product, there's something called a money market fund. And so some unit trusts or withdrawal takes anything between three to five business days. So that may work. Uh, but instead, products which rather one should steer away from when you're serving for emergency are things like retirement, 
uh, annuities because by design those are intended for when you're actually wanting to retire and you only access them at a particular time. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, for Politans, if you've just joined us, we're in conversation with Noluyolo uh, Badela. She's a client relationship manager at Alan Gray, giving us uh, some feedback as to how best uh, to uh, uh, maintain and create uh, an emergency fund. Uh, Noluyolo, I'd also like to get your thoughts. As you've highlighted, there's a, a myriad of products that we can invest in, but we do need to be critical and have a very clear view of where we're putting our money into, how we're preserving our capital, and how long it takes to access that capital. Are there other elements and considerations we should be uh, uh, keeping in mind, especially when it comes to establishing an emergency fund? Absolutely. So it's actually one of going back to your expenses. So how much can you actually free up? That is one. Uh, Because as much as, so with everything that's personal finance related, personal finance is personal. But you at least want to have a good sense of how much is it that you can afford to put away, which will then cater to that unprecedented expense? Uh, so that's the, the one factor. Uh, and also using some of the products smartly. So I've mentioned that something like a retirement annuity, perhaps steer away from that if you're wanting to save for an emergency. Uh, mm-hmm. And one also which we could use to our benefit uh, to stay away from is the tax-free investment account. Uh, now, hear me out on this one, Google. So, tax-free sure. investment account by definition and design, right? Uh, it means that it's completely free of tax. So, there are no capital gains tax and income tax that applies to that. And so, many people often make use of that product for emergency funds. Uh, however, it's best designed and suitable for you if you're actually having a longer-term goal, such as saving to buy property in three years' time or saving Mm -hmm. for your child's education as they are born. Because then what you're doing by using a tax-free investment for long-term goals as opposed to an emergency fund is that you get to enjoy the power of compounding interest so that when you do actually tap into your tax-free savings account, you get to enjoy those returns without having to share uh, some of the tax with SARS. You're quite right. So analyze exactly uh, the kind of products that you're investing in. And that also links into how much one can actually put aside. How do you decide uh, just exactly how much might be sufficient? Um, There is no fast and hard rule on this one. But independent financial advisors often suggest that uh, you should at least be saving three months worth of your expenses. And now I understand that uh, that figure may seem for some people that it perhaps is unattainable, especially in this given time that we're in, because some people have lost their income and I sincerely empathize uh, with those individuals. On the other hand, there are some people who have been lucky to maintain their income while cutting down on expenses. So, for example, we are now working from home, so that means you're no longer spending some money at the office canteen. You know, so that cup of coffee you'd have every morning, if we assume that it's 25 rand a cup of coffee and you're having one every day, Monday to Friday, that's about 125 rand that you are spending or saving rather now. So that is also a start. So, in other words, start with what you have and where you can cut on those expenses. So gym memberships have now for the longest time, we've been taking a breather on those. So that's just some money that you're currently um, clearing up. Redirect those in establishing, establishing an emergency fund.
it goes back to the basics of the B word, right? Budgeting uh, and knowing how to allocate uh, much of your money and uh, reallocate uh, it as well. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, we are in conversation with Noluyo Lopetela. She's a client relationship manager at Alan Gray, giving us some insight as to how to establish an emergency fund. If you have any questions, do get dialing on 86 uh, 0000959. Uh, Noluolo, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this conversation because it does come at a time where for many South Africans, they might feel frustrated that we've been in lockdown for just over three to four months now uh, and uh, their pockets have been burnt by the current economic situation and they might feel that I don't even have an emergency fund left anymore because it's all been eaten up by COVID. How then do they need to position themselves, um, especially when it comes to moving forward, to make sure they, they cover any losses, still able to save, and yet still able to live within their means? So it goes back to, to planning, Siskogu, uh, uh, because had if one had not had an emergency fund, and so we find ourselves in the pandemic and you've lost some kind of money and um, it's planning to say when i get back up on my feet how do i then better prepare for the next unprecedented event that i will find myself in and really this time in a way has paused things and it's giving us an opportunity to reflect on how we are actually uh, directing our funds so those with the delivery take out you know um how mm. much of that can you actually um save on we have Zoom sessions now where you're told bring a cup of coffee as opposed to meeting at restaurants. So actually taking the time to reflect, to say, as I am now in lockdown, not having access to certain uh, benefits or areas in which I have to spend my money on, how can I then redirect that money uh, and start small, start with what you have so that when this pandemic actually ends and you're back on your feet financially, you then can add more towards that emergency reserve uh, that you would start planning now. So in a way, bringing it into action. Makes a lot of sense. I can apply to myself. Haven't done my nails or my hair in some time. Um, so definitely. <laughs> a lot of ladies can relate, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so Definitely reallocating some of those funds there. Uh, Noliolo, you also mentioned something quite critical, which is making sure that we re-establish our emergency funds right now to make sure that we're in a better position, um, hopefully once this wave of COVID-19 passes. That then raises the question, how often should we be reassessing our emergency funds? Is it something we do monthly, every three months, or, or does it depend on one's needs uh, and saving capacity? So ideally, an emergency fund should be considered a moving target. So as your income and expenses change, uh, it should also account for your lifestyle inflation, right? Uh, because our lifestyles change as per we go through the different um, life cycles. So generally, it also should be factored as part of your bigger financial plan, which as to financial advisors, you should try to reassess your financial standing at least uh, yearly, but it does not mean that if you see that you're now getting a raise before that year period comes, you should wait until then. Uh, so ideally, as and when uh, you see that your income and expenses are changing makes a lot of sense, uh, especially in terms of managing our income and expenses. And I'm assuming this also needs us to have a very clear communication, especially with loved ones uh, who might have certain expectations about um, money being available for, for certain services or goods that they're used to getting. How, how open do we need to be in terms of that kind of financial conversation? 
Uh, I think we should be gearing up to be candid uh, about yeah. those things, particularly in this area in which we're finding ourselves, uh, because I'm sure that by now each one of us knows either somebody within our circle or within an acquaintance's circle who's perhaps lost an income and family also. So you now also perhaps finding yourself being in a position where, you know, families asking and relying more on you. Uh, but to Sugu, it goes back to, to your particular plan to say from the amount that I have, this is how much I can actually afford. And setting out those expectations really means you now find yourself avoiding situations where when you're getting a call back home from that aunt, you know, you're not miserly, mm. you're not running away, you can confidently pick mm. up uh, and to say, aunt, I empathize with you, but times are tough. You know, this is how much I actually have that I can say. Uh, and so that means also you're not, in a way, robbing yourself of your uh, future financial position that you're, you're trying to build. So I think as uncomfortable as those conversations can often be, uh, because at times you may feel bad uh, that you're not looking after family, uh, but often we are told that you should start to water from within. Exactly. Self-care, self-preservation uh, is what is required before you can actually assist other individuals out. The last question, and uh, this one creeped into my mind as we were discussing some of the products uh, that are available. How much of um, um, a focus should we also be paying to fees and costs of the investment vehicles or saving vehicles that we put our money into uh, to make sure that it doesn't eat away at our capital? Mm. So I, I think fees is, a, is an important one and particularly to understand also why you are paying that particular fee. And so in instances where you, so the minute you are starting to feel as though the fee may be uh, too much, you then investigate that. And it requires you to weigh your options with Google to say, is it justifiable to be paying this particular fee? Uh, I think the key thing is understanding what you are paying for. And if you are not comfortable and there's an alternative at a cheaper fee, but understanding what that cheaper fee means, and then absolutely you may reconsider. Uh, but the key thing is, understand what the fees are, how are they triggered, does it then make sense for the value that you're getting from that particular asset manager? Makes a lot of sense. Noluyolo, we really appreciate your time today, Sisi, and uh, are grateful for the feedback you've given us. It's a tough conversation for many South Africans to have, but one that's necessary, especially given the times that we're living in. Uh, a reminder, Afropolitans, to establish an emergency savings fund, reevaluate just how much you would need, especially now that uh, we might have uh, some areas of savings. And if you find yourself where you're constrained and under, under pressure, seek uh, as financial planner to offer you some advice and also be mindful of the products that you are using uh, to place your money in in terms of establishing an emergency savings fund. A big thank you to our guest this evening, Usis Noluolo Betela. She's a clientship relationship manager at Alan Gray. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future, uh, was brought to you by Alan Gray, which is an authorized financial services provider.